Welcome back to the Build Your Bankroll podcast. I am your host, The Understudy. Just checking in. A dollar and 50 cent egg sandwiches. An agronomy team 160 strong. A divot team of 18 people. An underground labyrinth to store maintenance equipment. Food dye and all bodies of water. Sub air systems under the crosswalks and tea boxes. Welcome to Pure Perfection and the greatest and grandest golf tournament of them all, the Masters. And we are here for all of the action. Prolific, Puck, and myself, the understudy, are ready to provide you our favorites to win, make the cut, and anything in between. As always, thank you for our continued support to all of our listeners that are making Build Your Bankroll hum. Let's step into the freshly clipped azaleas and let you experience the second cut as rough does not exist where we are going today. Welcome to the Masters. Wow, what an introduction from the understudy here. Well, it's Masters week. Uh, It's finally here, one of the greatest times throughout the entire year in the golf community. Uh, We get to go down Magnolia Lane here uh, between the Georgia Pines. So the Masters was founded here in 1933. This is year 90 of the course. Um, It's going to be a great turnout here. We've got 88 total golfers, uh, 18 of which are from the live tour. So uh, an interesting dynamic here. We've got roughly 20% of the field that's going to be coming from live. So there's obviously some drama uh, at the time of recording here. They're they're likely wrapping up the master's dinner. We're going to probably hear how all the stories that, uh, that went on within that, uh, that area there. So an interesting dynamic. Yeah, it is. It is going to be interesting. We've got, you know, the, the live guys join in for the first time these guys have been together and, and how long it has to be over a year. I think I know some of them played in last year's masters. Some of them played in, in, in a couple of the majors last year, but it's becoming a lot less frequent where you see the PGA tour golfers and the live golfers all in the same event. So to have this tournament as 20% live is, is interesting um, in and of itself. And, um, FanDuel actually has a bet right now where you can you can play any live golfer to win the tournament at plus eight fifty. Um, and I think with some of the names that they've got, you've got Kepka's on a hot streak. I think he's won two of their tournaments in a row. Um, so you know some of the big names are playing well coming into this tournament, and at plus eight fifty to take twenty percent of the field, I don't think that's a bad play, but. I don't know. I'm not big on the live turn the live tour. So yeah, I, you I'm know, listen. On this note, the whole live PGA thing, there it's kind of a facade. I, I think the media makes it to be way worse than it actually is. Even you know, you hear Brooks talk the other day, like they're fine. No, no one's like you know up there cutting each other up. I mean, with the exception of Freddie Couples calling Phil Mickelson a nutbag, which I kind of love. That's phenomenal. <laughs> but generally speaking, these guys are. They're, they're professionals. They're going to get over it. They're going to play golf. It's the Masters. It is the biggest tournament in the world. And I still think that the relationships that maybe um, kind of came off the rails, it's not. It's a non-factor for the Masters. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was interesting to hear, though, early in the week, Cam Smith, one of the, the newer live players, he did say that he brought an extra change of clothes for each day with no logos because all the live players, they are going to be wearing their team logos. He, you know, just, they didn't know it was the fear of the unknown of what was going to be accepted and whatnot. But 
you know, here we are, we, we're going to get into it. It's an interesting setup here. The course has been extended here. It's now at 7,500 yards. Um, I guess the most notable change that we're going to see is on uh, the number 13th hole, the par fives. It's extended by 35 additional yards. So that second shot coming off the hill, there's going to be much more slope involved, having to deal with the water. They're talking about guys hitting seven irons before, now having to hit four or three iron, maybe even hybrids for some of these guys. It is going to be an interesting setup. And another factor, I'm sure we're going to get into it here soon, the weather is going to play a big, big factor here. Yeah, the weather is going to be interesting. A lot of rain in the forecast. We're going to be we're going to go from mid 80s on Thursday into the mid 50s on Saturday. So a big change in temperature. Um, and, and we're not talking just a little bit of rain. We, we've got near an inch of rain projected for Saturday. So there's uh, there's going to be a lot of, of rain coming down this weekend. It's going to start Friday, pretty much go all day Friday, all day Saturday. Saturday looks like going to be some heavy rain. So we may even get into a situation where we don't finish the tournament um, this weekend. We may see a yeah, Monday finish. The obvious piece here is the, the critical nature of tee times. Put the golfer's ability aside. Mother Nature has its course. It doesn't matter who you are. If, if, if the elements are tough and rough, you know, starting any morning or, or afternoon for that matter, um, it's, it's something you got to heavily consider in all of your picks. Well, an interesting dynamic here is this is projected, as it stands right now, to be the worst weather since 2007 and maybe even 2003. One interesting factor with both of these years, you would say short hitters won. 2003, Mike Weir. 2007, Zach Johnson. So does this become a wedge contest, wedge and putting? Uh, that's, that's, you know, some of the interesting things that we'll probably get into of who that is, who, who that looks like some of the statistics around that, but you know, what are your thoughts guys? What do you think this is a bombers course, a wedge course? How do you kind of see this shaping up? I think bottom line is your ability to scramble is going to be everything. It always is at the masters, but I think even more so this year, you're going to have to pick your spots. And, um, I think that the, the the players that have the higher ball flight are at an advantageous point because they're really going to have to land the ball on some icy greens. I mean, the wet conditions will help that for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, generally speaking, the, 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 the players that are, you know, the best in driving distance farewell in, in the masters, that's just how it is. But in the, in this case, you're right. The conditions change really everything. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I know one of the areas I focused on this week was guys who were best with their longer irons. Um, so the guys who are hitting, you know, three iron, four iron, the best on tour. Those are some of the guys that I focused in on this week, because I think your drives aren't going to be rolling 20, 30 yards. The drives are going to hit and they may stick. Um, you know, and you instead of hitting a, a, a seven, you're hitting a five or you're hitting a four. So I think, I think that's somewhere to focus on this week is, is the guys who are better with their longer irons. Um, and that's, that's a little bit as, as to where I, I leaned this week is, and, and you'll see that in some of my plays. Um, so. yeah, it's, it's interesting. I just pulled up as, as, uh, we were all talking here. Uh, if you look at the top five, even the top 10, wedge players as of right now you've got guys like scotty scheffler number three 
Rory McIlroy, number four. Down in six, you've got Billy Horschel. And tied for 10th, you do have Zach Johnson. You know, he's familiar with the course. He's won it already. He's got some experience. Yeah, he's older, and he was already a, a team captain. But I, I see this kind of being a little bit of, uh, I guess, both uh, in, in some instances. Guys that can bomb the ball, but guys that are very accurate. And I think to your point earlier, Prolific, one of the stats that I saw that was really, really fascinating, Dustin Johnson, awful scrambler around the Masters and Augusta. And he really hasn't he hit, even played well on the Live Tour. But at the Masters, he hits a ton of greens. Yeah. So he doesn't really need to scramble. So he typically scores well because he hits a lot of greens. And, you know, I heard a you know funny conversation, I guess, Colin Montgomery many, many years ago. He said, if I hit every single green and I only make four putts, I shoot 68. So taking a little bit of uh, – Colin Montgomery from over the pond. If he just hits the greens, he's going to score well. Yeah, I'll be interested to see. I I, I saw that too under study that Dustin Johnson's not not playing all that great on the Live Tour, and um, you know, I'm I'm one of my plays is 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 fading Dustin Johnson this week. So we'll we'll see uh, we'll we'll see how it goes and how we get there. But I would just add one thing we haven't talked about. I think that is critical for the Masters and the Augusta National, and that is course experience and history with the course. Arguably, this is probably the most important course uh, for that to be the case. And if you look historically, most winners of the Masters were there at least four times prior before actually getting the win. There are some exceptions to that rule, Jordan Spieth, Danny Willett, but generally speaking, um, having that course knowledge and, and experiencing what the Masters is like day in and day out is I think a huge factor huge yeah and I, I gotta say from personal experience watching Danny will it will it win that course live I saw him come around that that was unbelievable Spieth fell on 12 I actually saw a couple hole in ones on 16 uh one of them was Louis Oosthuizen and I can't remember who the second one was but my goodness watching him win when Spieth had it in his grass that was tough to watch all right fellas how are we playing this thing? How are we dicing it up? Uh, a lot of angles to take. Just curious, uh, Puck, prolific. What are you guys seeing? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can slice this cake. Uh, there's so many different ways that that you can look at this. There's a lot of stats. Cake slicer, love it. <laughs> a lot, a lot of stats that that you can can look at. But some of the things that I'm focused on are uh, the approach. Um, like I said, I think some of your um, high iron guys, the the guys who hit your long irons well, I think they're going to fare well this week. Um, the tee to green, um, I think that stat is is going to be critical. Um, and then you know driving distance on Thursday, I think is going to be important, but I'm not sure how much important it's going to be the rest of the week. Just Thursday, it's going to be mid to high 80s. The balls are going to be flying, um, but then Friday the rain comes in. Saturday it's going to be 50 degrees, cold, rainy. Um, I don't know that driving distance is going to be all that important. Um, and that's where approach greens and regulation. Uh, those are, the, those are the stats that are going to be important on the weekend, but you got to get to the weekend. So, um, this is an interesting week, um, for very, very different days of weather, um, and, and those types of things. So, um, Puck, what are you, what are you focusing on in terms of, of stats this week? 
Yeah, I'm similar to you. Um, off the tee and approach shots and then putting. I mean, I, it sounds ridiculous to say that. I mean, it sounds very fundamental, but the guys that keep the ball in play, that hit greens, that and that can putt, you know, make their five footers, ten footers, whatever the case is, they're going to be the ones that are high up on the leaderboard. Um, you know, my my favorite line here is Colin Montgomery. He had a saying a couple years ago. Um, if you hit every single green and you only make four putts, you shoot 68. So as wild as that sounds, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. So if you, if the guys are hitting greens, I agree with you. I think Friday is going to be a slop fest. Uh, as, as you guys know, and as a lot of our audience knows, they cut the grass back towards the tees. So the grain of the grass doesn't allow the ball to really advance forward and bounce forward. So not a lot of roll. It's going to hit, stick. They may even be playing lift, clean, in place in the fairways through the green. So it'll it'll be an interesting dynamic. I think the early guys that go out on Thursday, they're going to have the tough draw. Um, and if you look at it, there's a lot of big names in there. Uh, so we'll see how they can handle it. The elements are going to be a big piece of it. But to answer your question, getting off the tee, keeping the ball in play, hitting greens and putting, those, that's, those are going to be the guys that typically win. Understudy, what about you? You looking at stats this week, or is, are these, is this pure pure feel for you? It's feel this week. We're, we're, I've got a few stats when we get into some plays, but I'll reiterate, to me, for the Masters, and with these conditions, um, it goes without saying, experience, been there before, means everything. Uh, you know, I think there's just so many different pieces that are unique. Uh, that, that make this course so difficult naturally now with the increase in hole 13, um, probably a lot more layups on that hole. Um, it's it's going to be just a situation where you're going to have to adapt to some pretty, pretty ridiculous circumstances. And if you've not been there before, um, I think it's just that much harder. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and it's amazing to see the hundreds of different ways that you can play this from a betting perspective uh, over the weekend. I mean, you can bet who you think is going to lead after the first round. Um, I've got a few of those coming for you here in a little bit. You can play head-to-head matchups. You can do head-to-head by round. You can do head-to-head for the entire tournament. Uh, You can pick who you think is going to finish in the top 10, who's going to be the winner, um, who's going to make the cut. Uh, like I mentioned before, there's a bet out there on FanDuel where you can take any live golfer uh, to win the tournament at plus 850. So there's so many different ways you can bet this. Um, you, you can bet who's the, the highest finisher that's left-handed. Um, you know, who's the, the highest amateur. There's so many different ways. And um, there's 88 golfers this week, like you said, Puck. Um, only 50 make it um, to, to make the cut. So it's going to be going to be a fun week. There's so many different plays out there. Um, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and lead us off. We've, we've got first round leaders. Uh, so the odds odds here are, are, are extremely advantageous. Um, so these are just going to be five dollar plays. So these are just fun plays for the first day. Um, throw five bucks on it. Maybe, maybe you hit it and win, you know, a, a, a few hundred. But um, a, a few of these golfers are, are actually who I like, not only for, for round one, but also for the tournament. But um, some of my first round leaders, I've got three of them. Um, I'm going to take Patrick Cantlay um, at plus 2,600. Um, he's, he's a guy that's got really good iron play. Um, he's a good, 
good good putter. Um, so I, I really like Patrick Cantlay this week. Um, but first round leader, you can get him at plus 2,600. Um, another guy that I absolutely fell in love with when we did, when we watched the uh, full swing documentary on, on Netflix. Uh, but Tony Finau, uh, we're going to take him as our first round leader at, at plus 2,900. Um, and then finally, this is a guy that I absolutely love for the tournament understudy. You're going to hate him because he's only played here once and he missed the cut, but I love, absolutely love him this week. I'll get him, I'll get into why a little bit later, but Cam Young at plus 2,700, those are going to be the three guys. I'm going to go five bucks on each of them to be the first round leader. Um, and we'll, we'll see how it, how it shakes out. Wow. We're nowhere near the, the, the same. I, I do love that you you like the love affair of, of Tony Finau. He's great, though. I mean, his, his story is awesome. I, I totally agree. Seems like a great dude. Well, what's interesting is Tony Finau and um, Patrick Cantlay, they both lead, based on the stats I'm looking at, greens and regulation. So exactly what we were talking about before. They're high up on there. They're in the 70s as far as hitting greens. Prolific. Is that how you're pulling your stats? Looking at the the GIRs? Hey, that's the way I laid it out earlier, bud. I stick to my guns. I like like those numbers this week. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm going. But, um, yeah, so so understudy, I I know you're picking winners this week. I know you've got a couple winners. Um, Puck, what about you? Do you, what, what, I know you've got some top twenties, um, and some other plays. So let, give us, give us a little bit of what you got from a top 20 perspective. Yeah. I'm going to get a little dicey here on the, uh, the top twenties. I'm actually taking two live golfers to finish in the top 20. I think this Hate is it. important for Hate them. It. I, 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 I don't like it either, but I'm betting to win money. So I'm, I'm taking it as a Good way approach. to, uh, approach. to, to increase my money, but, uh, two, I think world-class players, um, very, very good here. Um, I got Cam Smith, and I also have Dustin Johnson, both to finish in the top 20. So the I know that's kind of going against Prolific from earlier. You don't think he's going to do very well. But the odds are currently on DraftKings for Dustin Johnson, minus 115. For Cam Smith, currently at plus 105. Uh, those are the first two plays. I, I think that's pretty advantageous. I think these guys are cut machines. Um, they certainly make a lot of cuts. Now, I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash now that Liv doesn't have a cut. They've got just three straight rounds. That's fine. These these guys have been here. They know the course. Understudy to your, to your earlier stuff. They've been there four-plus rounds or four-plus years, I guess I should say. Um, these guys know the course and they can perform. So I'm going to probably lock those in, um, you know, bet whatever you feel comfortable with there, but um, I'll probably make a pretty decent bet on, on both of those players. Yeah. I, um, so I'm, I'm actually fading uh, DJ this week. And, and my, one of my, one of my plays is a, is a head to head play. Um, and so this one, I'm going to put a quarter unit um, on this one. It's head to head. I'm going to take Colin Morikawa over Dustin Johnson this week. I like, I like Morikawa. He, he typically shows up, um, and, and plays this course fairly well. He's, he's gotten better every year, um, with his finishing position, um, at the masters he's, he's played in, I think this is going to be his fourth tournament. Um, he was somewhere in the forties, his first year, he was in the twenties or teens, his second year. And last year, I think he finished fifth. So he's gotten better every year. He's learning the course. He's getting better. Um, so I'm taking Morikawa, 
um, head-to-head over Dustin Johnson. That's a tournament head-to-head, um, not specific to any round, but um, Morikawa, it's minus 118 on FanDuel, uh, quarter unit um, on, on that one. Fun fact, I met Morikawa in the elevator, had no clue who he was in Dublin, Ohio, and uh, realized wow. after the fact. But I do know who Colin is now. Huh. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's another guy that I enjoyed watching on on full swing. Um, you know, the stuff that some of these guys go through week in and week out. Um, he it was interesting. They showed like a wardrobe. I don't know if you guys watched it, but they showed him picking out his wardrobe. And I think one of the showcases was the Masters. And just like he's got a meeting with the 10 different fashion designers on what outfits he's going to be wearing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he had some denials. In there. Yeah. And I, I also love that he went back to his home course with the old timers just kicking it. They loved it. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I like Morikawa this week, um, specifically in that in that head to head. And then, you know, I've already given you Cantlay and Cam Young. I've got I've got Cantlay and Cam Young, both top 10. Um, can't lays at plus 155 for top 10 cam young's at plus 195 um, and then cam young is is one of my favorite plays this week so one of the things that's interesting about him is he, he didn't make the cut last year but he specifically went out and hired a new caddy um, and it's a guy by the name of paul tesori um, who's who's carried the bag for a bunch of different guys but vj singh um, Webb Simpson, uh, and, and he's caddied in a bunch, I think over 20 different masters. Um, and, and he's going to be on Cam Young's bag this week. And, uh, I, I think that's a huge advantage for a guy who he hasn't really played in many masters, but he's going to have, he's going to have a ton of knowledge beside him and he's playing really well. He just finished runner up in the, in the, uh, WGC, the match play, the Dell match play. And he's and he's been he's been playing really well lately. So I love Cam Young this week. Top ten, top twenty, take them both. Um, and then I'm also gonna you'll hear me a little bit. When we talk about winners as well. Uh, I like a lot of those plays. My biggest or his biggest flaw that I see is putting. If he puts it well, he's lights out. He can hit the ball great. But you know, looking at some of these stats um, compared to the field, he's a minus two point eight or I'm sorry, a minus point two eight. Same thing with Morikawa, too, looking back at your plays. Both these players are elite, but those are their two bugaboos. They need to be able to putt. Um, But I I do like those plays. They certainly could win. I love the caddy thought, too. That definitely uh, parlays into the experience component. You can't just leave the player itself, but the caddy's absolutely a factor. I mean, you're right. There's there's some some big-time guys that have been doing this for years, and uh, their, their experience is extremely valuable. What will be interesting is if Cam Young allows Tesori to read the greens. Vijay Singh was a horrific putter. He changed putting strokes all the time, and I don't remember him allowing him to read the putt. So if he does let him read it, that'll be an interesting factor to watch. Great, great story that I heard, and I'm trying to remember who was telling it, but it was basically a guy who was playing um, with Jack Nicklaus. And, you know, a guy who's got how many green jackets and um, it was the it, it was he was telling the story. He was 19 years old when he got it, had a chance to play a practice round with Jack Nicholas. And he said the comment that Jack Nicholas made was you don't read these greens. You remember these greens. And Love so it. he had he had read a green 
And he's like, this is going to break left to right 12 inches. And Jack's like, no, you need to hit this five inches outside the right cup, the right edge of the, of the hole. And he said, I freaking sank the putt. Um, and, and so he's like, awesome. you don't, you don't read these greens. You remember these greens. I thought that was fantastic. It's a great line. Probably so legendary. True. So let's, uh, let's get into our winners. Um, understudy. You, I know you've got a couple, I've got a couple, um, who, who do yeah, we think is taking, I can get taking this home? Um, you want, you want my chalky pick first and we can work into some diciness or what, what do you prefer? Let, let, let's go. Let's go chalk first okay. and then we'll get into some long shots. So uh, this, this is obviously not a surprise to anyone, but I, I mean, looking at the stats, there's no way you can ignore Scotty. It's impossible, right? He's number one in strokes gained, uh, plus 3.05 per round. He is two strokes better than last year. He's the defending champion and recently played really strong in match play. His worst finish this year uh, has been top 12. Um, only three people have won back-to-back Masters, but I have um, the utmost confidence that if anybody can do it, Scotty can. And he's playing with a level of confidence that, you know, you talk about the mental game in golf. And, you know, the, the mechanics, and, and everybody obviously has some different components to their swing. But at the end of the day, to win a major championship – and the fact that he's done it already and he's walking in there with another chance to do it again, I think that's just – that's big. It's big because he, he he knows that feeling. He's playing great golf. He's arguably playing better golf this year than he did last year. So, Scotty, to me, is my chalk pick. Um, odds showing on BetMGM at plus 700. He would be uh, probably my first choice. But let's get into some 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 dicier stuff. Um Here's a name we haven't heard in a while, but a name that I love to come back to, and that name is Jason Day. And I want to talk about Mr. Day for a minute because I think he's the guy in the golf world that everyone forgot about. But quietly, he's been playing amazing golf. Uh, Worst finish this year was tied for 19th. Um, He has 11 top 25 finishes in the 13 starts this season. This is a comeback year for Jason Day. Uh, did not play last year, has been going on through a lot of personal stuff. Uh, mother mother passed away, um, miscarriage in the family, you name it. Anything that happened, Jason Day went through. Um, recently got a new swing coach, so ma- major adjustments in the swing, but really starting to come through with some confidence. Um, he's 13th in strokes gained, but number two in scrambling, which I think is, again, important for Augusta. Um mm-hmm. Jason Day, to me, has every bit uh, of the capabilities to, to win this tournament. He's showing a plus 2,500. I don't think he's going to be a popular pick, but he's a pick I really like. Um, and on a side note, just a good dude. Um, you know, he is a member at Muirfield Village. And um, I remember a story. Uh, one of my friends was on the, on the putting green. And at the time, she was playing high school golf, one of the best high school golfers in central Ohio. And uh, Jason Day made a point to walk over to her and compliment her because he read the, the article in the newspaper just just randomly. It, it hmm. didn't have to do that, but just really a thoughtful dude and seems to be like a good down-to-earth guy. And I love that. I love that. That's a, that's a good story for anybody uh, as far as just a good person to win. So I am for Jason Day. Um, lastly. I agree. I, I agree. I, actually, I think he's the hottest golfer on the planet right now. 
Yeah, but it's it's like a quiet hotness, right? Like yeah. people no really aren't really about talking him. about him that much. But if you look at it statistically, he's he's playing great golf. And and I would also tell you, you know, he had health issues with the back and obviously all the personal things that were happening. Um, I think now that his health is back and his mental status is stronger, I know you it, it mentioned somewhere you've seen a therapist or doing some things to kind of overcome some of these odds. I think he's in a much different place. And uh, it, I think he could really surprise some people. Um, go ahead, uh, uh, Prolific, and um, I'll finish off at the end. Okay. Yeah, I, I've got a couple guys who are in the same um, – the same ballpark as Jason Day, um, and but I've talked about him already. So Colin Morikawa, I like to win this thing. Like I said, he's gotten better every year. Last year he was fifth, so I I think he's got a chance to pull it off this year. And at plus twenty eight hundred uh, on Fanduel, I think those are fantastic odds for a guy who's just ascending and and getting better and better and better every year. Um, you know he's completely geared up to play this week and and ready to go. And then. Um, guy who's got a little bit of a longer odds is, is Cam Young at plus 3,200. So I've talked about him a little bit. Um, he's playing fantastic. Um, you know, he's got the new caddy guy who's been around. He's going to, he's going to need to lean on him this week in order to, to really take full advantage of that. And, and I think that's, that has to be one of the big reasons why he, he went out and got him was, was because of this tournament and, uh, the chance to potentially, uh, you know, put on that green jacket. So, um, those are the two. Uh, winners that I have that that you know we'll we'll call chalk, and then I, I've got a couple of long shots as well. But uh, uh, understudy, you've got you've got a couple of long shots or at least one. What about you, Puck? Do you are you taking anybody to win this week? Yeah, I'm actually going to take Max Homa. Um, oh. I like him. I you know he's he's sneaky long. I mean, you look at him. People don't necessarily give him a lot of credit. He's averaging two ninety nine off the tee. So with these weather conditions, it's going to be a little sloppy, whatnot. Um, I was trying to quickly pull up here as you guys were talking, but just in the in the first, especially like if you look at DraftKings too, I don't know if anyone out there does DraftKings, but in the in the top like six or seven best players, he's he's up there as far as driving distance, and he hits a lot of greens, hits mm-hmm. about 65, 68% of his greens. I can't remember exactly what it was, and he puts it pretty well. Um, so if he gets hot too – and he's seen the course now a couple of times. He's starting to get some confidence going back. So I think I think the the Cali boy might be able to do it. Plus twenty eight hundred on DraftKings. Okay, okay, that's not a bad play. All right, understudy. I th- I think you've got just a whopper of a long shot. So I'm I'm gonna throw mine in first, and then we're gonna let you kind of lay the hammer here at the end. But um, a couple long shots for me. Um, you know, one is. One, one is interesting. So Mito Pereira, um, this guy had, um, I think it was the players championship was the players fuck, or was it the U S open where he was up three shots with two holes to play and, and just absolutely melted down. Um, so I, I think if he gets into a situation where, where he is, you know, he, he's got the ability to, to win and, and he's got a, a couple shot lead. Um, I think he's going to, I think he's going to take it home and he's plus 11,000. So, um, you know, I think there's a huge, huge boost with him and another then, live guy. Another is, live isn't guy he on him. full swing too? I think you just like yeah. anybody on full swing. Doesn't matter. Oh, full swing <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. Again, live guy as well. A, just a cool dude. Yeah. Um, and, and then the last guy, um, 
Danny Willett plus 21,000 to win. Um, you know, he absolutely a long shot, but he's actually not playing that bad, um, this, this year. So, um, I, I think at plus 21,000, if you can get a guy, um, who's won here before, uh, you know, I, I think, I think it, it, it's a, it's a huge advantage. So, uh, I'm going to take Danny Willett at plus 21,000 and Mito Pereira at plus 11,000 for my long shot winners. All right. I'll finish it off with just a couple more here. Uh, really one more just for fun, but this one is not for fun. I think this one has a legitimate chance. This is the uh, sixth, sixth Masters appearance for Corey Connors, uh, obviously coming off the recent win. But I think what's notable here is he's just one of two players, along with Cam Smith, to record top 10 finishes in the past three years. In 2020, he was 10th. In 2021, he was 8th. In 2022, he was 6th. So if this narrative continues, I think he definitely has a chance at winning. I love the odds, plus 4,000. And lastly, just for fun, if you're feeling a little dicey, want to do something different, take it back to some nostalgic days. Fred Couples is at plus 150,000 odds. If you put $100 on Freddie and he somehow miraculously wins this tournament, and you know, look, with the conditions and and, and uh, the driving not as a big factor as it, and Freddie's still a long hitter for his age. What, sixty two years old, still bombing balls. Probably the the most beautiful golf swing in the game. Have some fun. Put a hundred bucks on Freddie. You'll take home one hundred and fifty k. Let it rip. Get your poncho out, Freddie. <laughs> that yeah. is all and, I and have. He, he, and he's playing early on Thursday, which means he's going to go through the rain. And all the guys that you just listed off, uh, Corey Connors, Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler, Homa, uh, even McElroy, Spieth, Finau, all these guys are playing in the afternoon on Thursday, which means they're playing early on Friday. They're going to miss a lot of the rain. Yep, which is going to be a huge advantage. They're going to continue to be able to use their their driver and get some roll and, and get the advantage there. So. Hey guys, this was fun. This was our first, uh, first golf podcast and it was fun. Enjoyed it. Um, so, uh, understudy, take us home here with the closing green jackets, pimento cheese, the single palm tree on hole four or the soothing voice of Jim Nance. We hope the masters is all you want it to be. Thank you to all of our listeners for your continued support of the build your bankroll podcast for real. If you found any value in what information we are providing, please give us a follow on Twitter at BYBR underscore sports. Happy Masters Week, and thanks again. 